I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and dive deep into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. I am so excited to have you here, Torin Bryn. I'm so excited. I know you're Torin, which I love that name. It's so exciting. And I am going to talk a little bit about you for a second. Well, this whole podcast is going to be about you, but let me read your bio. So Torin Bryn has been making people, places, and organizations famous for what they do in all areas including energy, climate, government policy, film, music, travel for artists, CEOs, business owners, inventors, and politicians or political candidates. Oh my God, like everything. I I mean, I just read that sentence, it's everything. Your clients have appeared on Time Magazine, wow, USA Today, Huffington Post, CNN, Fox News, BBC, Billard, Washington Post, Euractic, is that how you? Euractive, Euractive. It's your Euractive. Yeah. Telegraph, Dajans. I can't pronounce that. Those are Norwegian ones. <laughs> Thank you. And the Newsweek and the latest one, Forbes Magazine, right? Yes, Forbes so Magazine. Exciting. All right. So you also hold a master's degree in strategic communications from Columbia University, right? And you're really on the edge of this verge of like really creating brands and become and helping them become famous. And, and it's all about, I know a lot about you, but it's all about really making people famous because that is the era that we're in today. Right. Right. And that's why we work together. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I know we're not going to announce a new book here, but Tell me a little coming bit soon. So we're real <laughs> excited and and we're hounding down trying to get all the stuff done. But you know, there's something about getting the details right as well. So, but we're getting there. Yeah. So what I want to know is tell me a little bit about I described, you know, I read your bio, but I want you to tell me what you're doing now and how you're helping your clients now. And then I have some questions, some brand <laughs> therapist questions for you. Of course, I'm on the couch today, right? So you're going right. to give me, you're, you're going to, we're going to give you some new insights. That's great because, you know, Yamalka and I work together so much that she doesn't have time to look at my brand. So now, now I get like 45 minutes of her focusing on me and that's kind of nice. So my name is Torin. Yes. And so what do I do right now? I have two things going on, but it all comes down the banner of, I help people become famous for what they do and not just people but organizations and the whole thing is about what they do it's not about your looks it's not about some serendipitous things that just happened to you but it's actually what you're giving back to the world and so we have the agency called Diotima Strategies which is actually an interesting factoid is the woman who made Socrates famous so if you look at if you read Plato's Symposium Socrates gives credit to this woman called Diotima that was his mentor and then also helped him with one of his philosophical ideas 
called the ladder of love. So that's the one thing. And then the second thing, we have a vehicle where we help people and we do various things. We're right now focusing mostly on books, but we do productions of documentaries and also looking into film. And that is called St. John's Press, which is our publishing company where we publish books that are great thoughts and great tales come to life. So we want to get the tales and and thoughts famous. It's all about becoming famous and getting people to recognize what it is you want to contribute to the world. That is wonderful. So (laughs) let me ask you my first therapy question. So tell me and describe to me your current brand. You know, you've had a big role in my brand (laughs) and I've been on your therapy couch several times and I've really appreciated it. And they're so interesting because, and I'm so glad you're calling yourself the brand therapist because there's really a psychological component about who you are and what you do. And when you actually get face to face with the archetype that you actually are. And so what is interesting is I think in life, all of us end up becoming a lot what our environment is and we forget who we really are. And so that's what you helped me out with, Yamelka, was finding out who am I. And so I'm probably better off now than I've ever been. And I think that's probably the reason why I have clients, so many clients. I don't even have to look for clients. They just come to me is because I'm living my brand. And so what is my brand? So the archetype I am is performer and innocent. And so in those, I would say I'm a colorful person. I like to think of myself as the Shakespearean gesture where I have a little bit of color, but I bring a little, I bring a little bit of truth in a way that's camouflaged and fun. And it makes you ponder on your own life and make you want to be better because some truth came with a smile. Wow. Like I'm so this, I mean, I think you're going to be the only guest that <laughs> described their personal brand so well. I love well, you coached me and it was so amazing. And I think this is really, really important for your listeners to re- realize. And this is why it's so important to be on the brand therapy couch or to actually get your archetype done because you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes you don't know you. And I was really surprised because I'm very much been in intellectual circles. Like, yes, I've helped a lot with getting media, but there's always been an intellectual component to what I do, right? I've worked in think tanks. I've been around PhD. I've been around some of the greatest thought leaders in the world. And when you're around them, you become infected by them. And I I mean infected in, not in a bad way, but you get infected by their persona and the way they're doing. And so when you work with great leaders, you end up, and, and like great CEOs, if you're in corporate world, you end up becoming the culture and you don't, and you forget who you actually are. And so I thought I was the sage, the smart one, the wise one, very serious. And I never understood why that my greatest success was not on my seriousness. So I remember doing these like pontificate on the importance of communication and being really serious and everyone's eyes just started to glaze. And I'm like, I have profound truth. But it's when I use metaphor, use fun, and I use color, I ignite people and I ignite my super fans who are the sage and then who are the girl next door. And what was fascinating is when I really started to embody me, I attracted the people I want in my orbit. I love that. I love that. And we write a lot about that in the book. And do. we're not talking about the book now. So let me ask you. You'll have to have me back on when we do the book. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be back on in a few weeks, right? Yes, a few weeks. So let me ask you this. Before you understood your brand, 
Can you identify those triggers of why you weren't reaching your goal? I think it comes down to by not knowing you. Like I, I didn't dare, like I remember getting consulting and that was not just you, but I had other people consulting me because you can't, I, this is the best quote I've heard. And this is for everyone that's listening there. You cannot be a brain surgeon on your own brain. And I'll never forget when I, when I heard that quote, because up until that point during COVID, I was trying to do it all by myself, do my branding, do this because I help others. So I've done a little bit of the brand therapy with other clients and I thought I could do it all by myself, but you can't do it yourself. You can't be a brain surgeon on your own brain. So it was when I really got help from other people that I learned. I, I don't know if that answered your question. Yes, that answers the question. So let me ask you this. What do you think was holding you back? What was holding me back was being colorful, being funny. Like I've always thought that to be successful, I had to be serious. To be successful, I had to be this. So I was putting on a persona that wasn't really me. But then when I really let myself shine, like I was, when you challenged me with my with my being performer, I went back to my career and I realized the greatest moments in my career was when I did something crazy and wild and everyone sits there and thinks, who is this crazy communications woman? And then they sit there and for some reason, I'm, I'm so confident in what I'm saying that they end up saying yes and they sign the dotted line and right afterwards they have buyer's remorse, but they can't do anything because I ran out the door and they can't catch me. And so, <laughs> and so I do it and then I, I delight them. We do amazing success. And then I sit back and then I go back to my serious persona. So it's very interesting how I had to let go that success has to be a certain way. Success is really about finding who you are and bringing it out into the world. And to, well, this is what I forgot to say in the, in the previous question is that, so what happened was when these advisors were telling me and we're going in deep, going in and deep, they're asking me and they're doing these questions upon questions, suddenly came out. So what do you actually do? I help people become famous for what they do. It took me three months before I could actually say that to anyone, right? And it wasn't until I met you where you were showing me that being the performer, being that person of light that I am, I like to have fun and I like to create moments of memories in the process when we're doing things. And it was actually the first time that I said that. I said it to the, one of our clients that we have now. I was at a conference and I was like, I'm going to say this. And then she asks me, what do you do? And I said, I help people become famous for what they do. And she was so surprised. She looked at me and she goes, oh my gosh, I'm, I've looked for someone like you. And we end up having the most amazing conversation. She ends up taking her private plane to fly down to Phoenix to meet with me. And she ends up being our client, right? And so what I realized was it was, it was, it was really the statement embodies me, right? It embodies me. I like to shock. I like to be colorful. And then people pause and then, I, and then they see there's some truth that I can actually make it happen. And I had to embrace the shock and to be out into the light because a performer is not in the backstage. It's on the front stage. And all my career, I've been behind the scenes and no one has actually known what I've done. And it's only the last couple of years that I've actually been out in front stage and it's uncomfortable. And so I've gotten a greater appreciation for the people I help because there is something a little bit scary of standing up there for you, showcasing your differentiator. But it's when you actually take the courage to do that, you really fully embody yourself and you get a greater excitement. And I think you get more aha moments in your life. That's beautiful. So you kind of describe the next question, which is, well, not, not totally. So let me ask it. So where do you, do you recall 
the major breakthrough in your business where you thought something was impossible? Uh, There's been many impossible moments in my career and in my life. Which one could I recall? I think the one that I'm really the proudest moment in my life and the most impossible moment was uh, and worked on a complicated technology called climate change uh, in climate change area, which is called carbon capture and storage, which by the UN was five, 10 years ago was actually rated as three most, one of the three most important initiatives to do. And it's basically taking carbon CO2 out of the air and then bring it back to mother earth. And that took a long time for us to actually come up with that phrase that I just told you to make it more understandable, but it was really, how do you simplify something that's so important in life? And what I was really surprised about was we're working on this. I had like leaders of Norway. This is when I was in Norway, leaders within all walks of life that was working on this from the academia to business to um, organizations. And we're coming together to find out what do we actually do? How do we make this memorable? And it goes back to Socrates because he says there's three things you need to make something interesting. And that's pathos, logos, and ethos. Like you have to be ethical. It has to be logical, but also have to be emotional. And what, what does carbon capture storage does? You get your eyes glazed, you get bored, and you have an acronym that you're not allowed to change by the UN. So we couldn't change the word. We couldn't spice it up. And so I just by chance was at a happy hour when I was in the UK parliament, kind of tired, wanted to get myself off on vacation, met with some journalists before I was going to leave. And they're asking, so what, how can we learn about this? So I just said, well, I'm just going to test this language, CCS Safari. And I tested the language CCS Safari. And it ignited, so we got the Telegraph, the Guardian, all these news people to come just because of that word. And it almost seemed impossible when we were all together there trying to figure out how to ignite this technology that's so important. And that really became the igniting factor that today, a lot of countries now are implementing carbon capture and storage. And it's been interesting to hear political leaders say, that, you know, if we hadn't done the safari, we wouldn't have been captured by the amazing innovation and moment where we can actually save the world if we implement this. And so it was really exciting. And I think the real success came when I was invited last year to speak at a conference on the same conference that the prime minister was on. And I remember five years ago when I started this journey, there was no way the prime minister was interested in this at all. We were like little minions. And now She was on stage and then I came on afterwards and I was like, wow, what can words do? The right words in an an entertaining way. And that's where I kind of feel like my mission is, is I can help find those fun metaphors. And it's not just me, but I'm able to bring people together because a performer doesn't perform alone. It, It performs in an ensemble, right? So you have the ensemble, everyone has a role. And if you really do it right, that's when you create entertainment. And I think when you create that moment of entertainment, that's when you really can create memorable moments in life. And that's when you can make something famous. So I was like a little piece to help make carbon capture and storage famous. So today it is implemented in the countries that didn't have it when we were there five years ago. That's beautiful. So what would you say, it feels like there's some sort of legacy there in that, in that statement. So what would you say was the reward of that legacy? I I think the reward now is to see that you're not needed in the space, right? Like uh, it's just, it's moving on. Millions of dollars are coming, funneling in, in the UK, Scotland, Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, Denmark is joining. U.S. is keep expanding laws and you're just seeing this amazing momentum. 
And you almost become that person. Well, I remember when, and, and no one cares about the remember when, but you were like that silent force for many, many, many years ago that had some, some little part in, in making it happen. And I think that's the greatest joy because that's the legacy. You're helping the climate. Right. I love that. So if I asked you not just about that experience, but about other experiences that you've had, what would you say have been the lessons learned over this time? Let's talk specifically about lessons learned once you knew your true identity. Like what, what have you learned kind of diving into that? What have you learned from, from that experience? I think what I've learned is you need to listen to yourself. Right. And then you also have to give yourself understanding there's a process, right? Like it's what we're doing, the rebranding right now, St. John's Press. And there's always this part of me that doesn't want to be that wild, right? Like I remember you're showing me these wild designs and I'm like calling Zachary, who is, who is um, someone that works for me. And I say, Zachary, we can't have this. This is crazy. This is not me. I don't want it like this. No, no, you have to tone it down. You have to do this, 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 this. And he's like... <laughs> and he understood how upset I was. And so he's like, uh, okay, okay. And so I think you have to understand there's a process of knowing who you are and, and getting comfortable in your skin, I think takes time. And I, and I do believe sometimes we believe that this kind of process with personal branding, with knowing yourself, should just, you get a report and then you're done and you do it. It's really not. It's about shedding each layer to really know yourself and be comfortable with being out there. So what's next for Torin? Well, it's to keep going. We're doing really quite well. It's been quite exciting to see how our model now is finally working. It took some time to get a good business model. I think we have a really good business model. We work with you all, uh, which is great, making sure we get that brand essence in because you really can't do anything without the brand essence, knowing this archetype. And, and, and so I just think it's continuing on the journey that we are now, which is great. And then we have to get this book out. So, and I think that's, you're like cracking the whip on me. So I think uh, that's enough for now, don't you think? <laughs> I know, so much to do. So tell us where we can get a hold of you. Like where what are your where where are you most available? Most available. I'm most available on Facebook, actually. That's really been my go-to because I'm not really, I've not really launched anything yet. When we launch the book, it's going to be a little bit more, but I think uh, I would say Facebook and LinkedIn, and then I have a Twitter account if you're more interested in the climate aspect, because that's where I focus a lot of my climate stuff. So tell us what those links are. So it's Torrent. It's just, Twitter's just Torrent, T-R-U-N-D. Same thing with LinkedIn. It's Torrent and it's Torrent on the, um, on the Facebook. And probably just touring on the book too, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Torrent and Yamalka. We're just not even using our last names because- our first name, I don't think anyone has them or very few people have them. So that's so exciting. I'm so excited. I'm I'm so honored. And I hadn't mentioned this before, but to be able to work with Torin, Torin and I met at a networking event online and, and then it's history from there. It's been a, and it's been a great partnership. I've learned lots from her and what she's done. And we're just a really good mix together. I mean, what she does, I don't do. And what I do, she doesn't do. So it's just really a great, and our brains work in the same way too. So it's really exciting to have these new, new ideas, new concepts, new ways of looking at things. So I'm excited to have you back very soon. Yeah. And you're coming on my podcast. So my podcast is called The Fame Economy, which will be out in a couple of weeks. So, so we're both talking about 
we're like we're like on the two sides of the same coin, I think what I would say. You talk about one side, I talk about the other side, and both are really necessary to be successful in this day and era that we're in. Yeah, the fame economy. So check yes. that out. It's coming soon. <laughs> you know when it's launching yet? I think it's uh, it's supposed to be launching like a week or two weeks after yours. So, and then you're going to be on mine. You're going to, I'm going to be your first guest, just like I'm your first guest. So we are, uh, we're promoting each other. <laughs> exactly. So more to come and, and more to know about just the fame economy and everything that we're doing here. And always here, your brand therapist. And thank you, Torin, for being with me. I love this conversation. I, love I wish you. we yes. could or longer and and we could right we but could. short and sweet that's that's a nice way to do it. it's a short intro to what you're doing i think it's a fabulous idea and i really would recommend going on yamelka's couch because you get a lot of good insights i mean it really changed the direction of where we're going we're seeing it we're seeing it yeah. firsthand i mean it's we've quadrupled the yearly income just by yeah. being just yeah, by being it, yourself just by being yourself my friends just be yourself because that is when the, the benefits, the profits, the bottom line all comes. The right person. You get the right, the right client, right? The right, the right person, client. the right client. And that's what you want. You don't want to have the people you don't get along with. And gosh, I had so many of those. And it was oh, so interesting because the brand therapist here was telling me why. And she'll tell you that later in other episodes. Like, why is it that you don't? I was like, I'm so frustrated with these clients. She goes, well, I know why, because they're this archetype. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And we got rid of all of them. And now life is so much better because you're working with people that really understand you and respect you and, and know exactly what you can give and don't try to make you something that you're not. And I think that is really the most important thing with the brand therapy is that you know who not to work with. You should know, so if you think about those difficult clients you have, don't think of them as difficult. It might be you're just not a match. It's just like on, when you go on a Tinder or a dating profile, right? You have someone that completely clashes with you. They're not for you. And so don't, don't make yourself feel bad. And I felt bad in the beginning, but then what I like so much about you, Yamalka, you were saying, well, no, it's because they are this and you are this, and this is why you're clashing. And when you knew that it's like, oh, I just need, I just need to say, Hey, this is not working. Please let's, let's, let's find a way to part in a very amicable way, respectful way of each other, but understand we do not have what it takes to work together. And I think that is one of the biggest insights is when you get the brand archetype, when you really know it and you start embodying it, you know who you're going to really love working for, but you're also going to find out who you don't love working for. And your life is going to be so much better because you're going to make sure that they are not the ones you're working for. Exactly. And you're going to be happy. Yeah, you're going to be happy. Your life is so much easier. Can you imagine how much easier our life is right now? Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, and I felt so bad because... And it was interesting because we didn't even know I was using the wrong word in my advertising. One word, support. As a performer, I don't support you. As a performer, I guide you. And there's a big difference because support means holding your hand, holding you. And that's not me. And what I thought was so fascinating was just by changing those words around, we didn't get those clients. Just one word. Well, because it's all based on psychology, right? And we're human beings and we, psychology is the basis for what we do, how we behave, the actions we take, the emotional actions. Yeah, but there's a formula. 
I never thought, I mean, when I think of psychology, I'm sorry, I think of kind of not like a woo-woo thing. I mean, I've gone to psychologists myself, but it's all about the emotions and all this, but there's no sense of formula. But yeah. I would actually say there is a formula. And, and I thought that was what's so fascinating when you were helping us, because by using the wrong word, I got the wrong clients. And I, and I had a miserable time with it because there was, there's nothing I could do that was doing right. But it's because I was not following their expectations and I made the wrong expectations because and it's my responsibility because I used the wrong words. Yeah. And I think that's what's so fascinating with this, that there is actually a formula. And, and actually you just mentioned something really quickly is you're actually bringing the unconscious to the conscious that's really is making what you already do what you're already doing who you already are and just putting it in the forefront yeah, but you brought up with the wrong words. So like yeah. I, I, so what was fascinating, what, what Yumelka really taught me was I was brought up with the wrong words. So I was doing my actions, but I was using words that were not really reflecting my actions and who I was. And I thought they were because I've always brought up with it. I was brought up with the word support, but I, I don't. Your mother is that. Yes, my mother is. It. So that's why we kind of clash now and then. And and so and it was interesting. But when you gave me that insight, I knew then how to be better, a better daughter. Right. I, I knew how to be a better daughter because I realized, oh, she is the opposite archetype that I totally clashed with. Now I know why we've clashed all my life. We've not really gotten along. And, and what was interesting was to then realize I need to switch a little bit or understand the switches. And then with with my clients. And then what I realized was that I was using the language of my family, support. And it's not its not that I'm not supportive, but I'm the person that will take my nieces on an amazing trip. I'll give them memories. I will, I will help you that way. But I'm not the nurse. I'm not yes. the care. I'm not the nurse yes. that's going to sit there day in and day out. And, and you wouldn't want me there. <laughs> we wouldn't want you as a nurse. No. 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 I, I come in and delight you. I forget that you're sick. I love you. I will. And that's what I do with my dad. I used to take him on all these trips. And my you brother said, what? People, right? right. And so meet new people, be inspired, and then have a better life. But I'm not the nurse. And so, <laughs> and so what was fascinating is when you... And it's not that I'm mean, because I think that you think a lot of times you feel like you have to be that maybe it's because you're a woman or whatever, but it's not me. And, and so I need to embody me and, and give out. And doesn't mean I'm not going to care for my father. or I, I do those things and I care for my family, but I will probably, I would, like I told my brother, I would have like a nurse come in and help there and there. And then I make sure I'm there when it makes sense. So, so, but it was fascinating how support really, when I took that out of my vocabulary for my clients, for all those things and embodied more the performer that I'm guiding, I'm inspiring. I am going to lift you up with who I am. Uh, I'm not the continuity in your life. Make me laugh. Make you laugh. I'm not going to be the continuity that's going to be there day in and day out, eight to five and hold your hand, but I will hold your hand in such a way that you'll forget that you're sick. And I think that there's different roles for different people. And I believe we should honor all of them. And I honor the caregivers, the nurses. I, I, I don't know how to do it myself. And I'm really grateful for those people. But there also needs to be a gratefulness for people like me. And I, I do believe society is not as open to that. But yeah. at the same time, we keep working at it. <laughs> 
but it's we, fascinating. It's really fascinating though, that you, you really did. You brought that out and that really changed. It changed my clientele. It quadrupled my income and it got us on this amazing track that we are on now. And we don't even have to look for clients. Clients are just coming to us. I mean, it's, and it's all because I was, I had the courage to be the performer. I had the yeah. courage to say, I help you become famous for what you do. Yes. And, and by taking that first step of courage, and that's what you really have to do when you're becoming the person that you want to be. You have to have the courage to stand in the light and stand up for you. And I remember the second time I said it, people were making fun of me. And there was something just in me that said, well, no, this is what I've done. Boom, 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 boom. And I gave the proof that I've done it before. And then there was a sense of silence and a sense of wonderment. And it gave me a sense of triumph that I was able actually to do that. And that's the hardest part. And I think that's why your therapy sessions are really good. It's giving people the courage to be themselves and knowing that. And when you know that through the brand archetypes that you do, it's really incredible what a guide it is because you can always go back to it. And I remember you, like you're saying to me, well, you're not really dressing like a performer right now. And that's why we're this color today, right? I, I wore this it. color today for it. you, right? Because I, I have to get more used. I'm more of like the black person that is we're black. And so uh, I'm working you on bringing color. You look good in color. You look I good. I know. And that's, you just keep reminding me. So anyways, so, so it's great. And I, and I think I'm really excited for your, because I think this is a component that people lose with branding. You know, we all think of it as the logo. We think it of all... But it's psychology, right? Branding, you're taking your, and I loved it when you talked to someone last week when we had an interview with them. Branding is character. You're deciding the character of your company. What does that mean? What are the actions going to be? And what are the characters, what are the actions these characters not going to take? What are the characters they are going to take? And I think when you decide that you have such clarity and script on what you're going to do, that your life becomes so much easier. Communication doesn't get to be this thing that you're pulling your hair out because you feel like you have to be this creative source. It's a formula. Right. And it's you formula. created the formula. And and you have, you know, I have your archetype cards and you just use that to come up with your ideas and all the things. I mean, it's so easy. We make it so complicated. We well, com- I know. Love complica- I mean, especially you, because you go to the sage. So, so- <laughs> So yeah, but you pulled me out. You're like, we, we had the book. I've been writing like crazy. And then we're like, uh, we have all these chapters. I think it was 10 chapters. And then, but you come in and you just give us five chapters and it's the same thing. <laughs> right. So yeah, but we, we, that's how we work together, but it's, it's really fascinating. It is a script. If you just have those cards and you ask yourself, does the word fit in there? And if it doesn't fit in there, it's not you. Yeah. And, uh, and it's been so freeing to know this is who I am and this is who I'm not. Right. And that, and that's what you do. And it's funny with some of our clients, she goes, well, you're not on brand right now. Uh, you're a lover magician, <laughs> you know? And it's interesting because when you get those little archetypes, like, oh, okay, I need more color. Like with you would saying to me, you need to have more color because you're the performer. You're absolutely right. I need to have more color. I'm not the sage that's going to wear black. Right. right. Be serious. Right. And right. and there's there's always this point where I want to go serious, but that's not me. That's just a wishful yeah. thinking. And and that's well, 
and remember you go there it's natural it's natural to go there for you right and so it's it's not a bad thing but also sometimes and and this is what happened i think with you at one point is like you were so much there and you weren't looking at your performer you forgot oh. about your performer so making sure you go back to your roots to that essence to that brand essence is so critical because you're happy there you're it's natural for you right it's not something that you have to work on yeah, it makes life so much easier. And, and it gave me the freedom. I was like, I and then when you look at my site, the St. John's Press, it was very innocent in the beginning. I'm black and white and serious. And then you're challenging me. And and I was like, you know what? That's why I subconsciously knew that, but didn't know it in the forefront because St. John's Press doesn't have capital letters. It has a yes. little J, yes. a little S, J, exactly. and press. And the reason why I had it that way, but I didn't know why I had it that way. But when I reflected on it, it's because I want to have a sense of fun. I don't and want that, you to take us too seriously. I love that because I always tell my clients, you're already doing a lot of this. It's just all I'm doing is giving you more clarity. Like you said, more, like bringing the unconscious to the forefront. And so that's really the, the experience that I want everybody to have. You know, and you will. And this podcast is the start of the conversation because I don't think, and I love the fact we weren't talking about your, I'm the fame builder and you're the brand therapist. It's like, it does, it makes sense. The therapy makes sense. And I'm seeing how when we are with clients, the psychological challenges they sometimes have with embodying who they actually are. And that's we've why got, we've like, got this one guy who always wants to be the creator. And I loved it because I got caught up in it. I got caught up in the creator thing. Right. And then you're, you're like, she has this fabulous chair. She's not sitting in it right now. She's got this fabulous red chair and she looks like the queen and she sits in there. And then she goes, no, it's not that you are a creator right now. And you're not a creator. You are an explorer. <laughs> I was like, you're an explorer magician. And it was interesting because when we started analyzing it, you were absolutely right. And we have to be so careful because if we go into that quadrant, we're not doing a service to him at all. And right. and, and this is where the, I'm so glad we have you on our team to continually remind us of those things. Because it, and he listened to you right away. He said, oh, okay. Right. Right. And it's, oh, I didn't even realize it. Yeah. And then you start reflecting. You're right, because I'm not a creator. I, I'm not that that sticky person that does all the details and making sure everything is perfect. That's not me. I'm explorer. I keep exploring and I want to meet the read the mountaintop. Right. And a lot of times when you reach the mountaintop, you think you're creator because you had to get to the mountaintop. Right. right? And so and yeah. So it's, it's exciting. It's fun. And we have so much to do and so much more to uncover. So a little time. It's a little times we're going to I'll let you go. Time. Right. We got to go. The, the hour is up or the 45 <laughs> minutes is up. <laughs> we are going to continue though, our conversation nice. in another episode. And I'm very excited about that. Maybe we'll continue it when we, when we talk about the book or some. Yeah. I'm so excited but about the book. I want to remind everybody to look you up. Torrent. Yes. Mm-hmm. T-O-R-U-N-D. Um, and LinkedIn, on Facebook. She loves Facebook. That's where she mostly is at. Or visit St. John's Press. That's a really fun Odeo Tima strategies. Yeah, yeah. And she can find her on all of those. And we'll make sure we copy all those on the notes. But thank you, Torin. Thank you for taking the time. I love working with you. And we will continue this too. conversation. Come all righty. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, 
please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect with me on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding, Bespoke Branding Agency, or email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening.